All right, hey guys, welcome to Dad Talks. Uh, this is what we're calling season one. This is episode one. And so as always with Dad Talks, let's just get into it. Let's get right to it because I know dads are busy. And so here's a question I want to answer every time and really just the framework for it. And really it's it's what a lot of people do with their their speaking or their talks of is answering this question, what's in it for the listener? All right, and so I, I want to do this because it helps me focus on my talks, um, but also for you, the dad, right? And so, so it helps me because going, where am I going? What do I want to get to? But as I said, it's also for you, the dad, because I know dads are busy, right? I'm a busy dad, especially now, you know, as, as a single dad. And and dads were no fluff, right? Just give us the facts and give us what we need to know, right? And so, right, I mean, think about it. when our kid goes on this really, really long story to ask us a question, you know, or give us all the background to get to the main point. We're just like, okay, just stop, right? And we're like, what are you trying to say? Or what do you want? Right? And so that's the idea. So each episode is just let's get to the facts. Let's get it because I know this is, you know, dads, either you're driving or, you know, honestly, let's be honest, dads, some of you maybe listen to this to, to this while you're on the toilet, like, man, I got 10 minutes free for kids. It's just whatever I need, right? So let's get into it. So this episode is talking about this idea of what is a dad or who is a dad or why is a dad? No. Okay. Right. So, so what is a dad? Right. And I feel like we need to define this because the podcast is titled dad talks, right? So we kind of need to know what a dad is as we talk about dads. And because, you know, as dads, we need a goal, right? Or a standard we're we're living to or, or seeking to reach, right? Because it's like, hey, be a good dad. Well, what does that mean, right? If I if this whole thing is like, let's talk about how to be a good dad, like what in the world does that mean? You know, again, as dads, we need a destination, right? If there isn't a destination, then we'll never leave, right? If there's nowhere to go, I'm going to stay on the couch and just do nothing, right? It's like saying, hey, let's go on a trip sometime, which I've said, thinking with the kids, like, hey, let's go do something sometime. Okay, where, when, right? If you don't plan any of the particulars, you're never going to get there or actually do it, right? It's like, yeah, let's go on a trip. Oh, that sounds awesome. That's amazing. When, where, what are we going to do? I don't know. It's the exact same thing of this as saying, hey, let's go be amazing, great dads. Okay, what does that mean? What does it look like? Right? We need something to motivate us to get off the couch and go, right? Of like, what is going to get me off my butt to go enjoy it? What is going to get me to hit pause or turn off the TV on my show that I'm watching that like, this is amazing. It sucked me in. What's going to get me up to go engage? And so as I thought about what is a dad? I, I tried to come up with a short, concise definition for dads, but I, I couldn't come up with anything, right? Because I think about it, like all the stuff that dads do, it's impossible to put it into a little, you know, cute little phrase that, you know, we can put on barn wood and hang up in the, the house. Um, you know, dads do a lot, or at least, right, they should do a lot. And there's a lot of expectations and a lot of just different ways for dads. I mean, it's the same with moms. Try to define mom, what a mom is like. Phew. 
But I think part of it too, I think we could define what a mom is because our culture has and has given weight and value to moms where dads is kind of like, oh yeah, dad, you're here in the background, like just kind of be here and take care of stuff and make sure no one dies and you're good, right? There hasn't been a lot of expectations set upon us as dads. And so I think part of the struggle with this personally, why it's hard for me to come up with a concise, you know, definition is because I don't have a relationship with my dad, right? So I never got to learn from him. I know, you know, what a dad isn't. And so I go against it of going, man, this is what my dad did, which was terrible. So I'm not going to do that anymore, right? I'm figuring it out on my own. And, you know, I'll get into this more as, as we get into the seasons, um, even as this this season we're going to be talking about legacy, right? I'm going to explore this idea of what is legacy, what does it look like? Um, you know, a friend of mine uh, mentioned this idea of legacy burdens, um, and, and you can Google that, and there's a whole bunch of uh, counseling science and stuff on that, but working on this idea, right, about legacy, and thinking about the things I inherited from my dad, even though he really wasn't around, right? There's, there are things that I do that are exactly like him, even though he wasn't around. That's that's the idea of legacy burdens of were you born into it or where did you get uh, from it? But again, back to this idea of a dad of, you know, there are things that I do that are from him. And some of them I, I did see and some of them are, are, are most of the things I do are terrible and I, I hate it. Um, you know, one is just, you know, a, a temper and anger. Um but there's other things, you know, love with sports and, you know, give them some good things. But again, like I said, I'll explore that more in some episodes later. But the, the fact is this, is that I'm learning a lot of what it means to be a dad, a good dad on the fly, right? That That is what's happening. And so uh, there's a book I would recommend. It's it's definitely outdated because um, I think it was written back in the 90s. Let me check here real quick. Uh, yeah, 1998 and 2000. So it's a little outdated, but it still has good stuff. So it's Anchorman by Steve Farrer. Farrer, I think is how you say his last name. F-A-R-R-A-R. I'll put a link uh, in the, the notes. But it's a great book. It has some great principles in there of just how to be a good dad. The idea, uh, the title of the book is Anchorman. And it's the subtitle is How a Father Can Anchor His Family in Christ for the Next 100 Years. And, um, you know, first episode, as you begin to listen to, yes, you know, I, I am a Christian. There'll be a lot of that stuff um, with it. And again, I'll get into that later. But even if you don't believe in Christianity, this just has a lot of good stuff that can help you out as a dad. And so wanted just to share this story that he has. And so he shares the story of the, the legendary Alabama coach, Bear Bryant, right? One of the most winningest coaches ever, especially at Bama, and, you know, now Saban came and, and changed that, but the dude was there for 40 years, which is insane, a super long time, and obviously college football changed a lot during that time, and, you know, offenses evolved from, you know, this is from the book, page 50, it's saying, you know, single wing to T formation to wishbone to options, all these things, right, it's changing, but Bear Bryant would, you know, continue to learn them, because he's like, I, we have to figure this out if we're going to keep up, and so, one year, you know, a couple of teams used the wishbone and beat him. Well, he's like, that ain't happening again. So what Bear Bryant did is he went down to the University of Texas 
and took his coaches with him and just watched the coach at the time, Daryl Royal, watch what he did and learn from him, just soaked it all up and then went and implemented and went and won national championships with what he learned from this guy, which you kind of feel like <laughs> the University of Texas coach got the raw end of that. Of like, wait a minute, I taught you and then you won? Uh, but anyways, the idea is is this. He has this quote and says, good fathering can be learned in the same way. You simply have to see it in action, right? And so again, going back to the idea of dads, and for those of us who just didn't have a dad who taught us anything, right? We're, we're watching men around us to go, that's what I want to be. And so it does encourage me you know, that good fathering can be learned from watching others. Because as I said, I didn't have it in my dad or even really in my stepdad. And and not to blame them, throw them, throw them under the bus, because you look at their lives, they didn't have it either. They didn't have great dads to look at to go, oh, this is, they were learning on the fly as well. And that's part of my motivation of like, man, let's help each other out and break, like Anchorman says, the chains of what we've been handed down from our legacies. And so, um, you know, as I said, I, I've seen good dads in action and, and my life has been surrounded by great men. And it's amazing. All these seasons of my life, I can, I can point to men when we were here, this guy, when we were here, this guy, I mean, so many guys taught me so many different things and I'm thankful for that. Um, and they've helped me, you know, become the man I am today. And, and so just encouraging you you quickly with that of one, as a dad yourself, right, of going, man, I didn't have a dad who taught me, so what am I going to figure out? Like, go back and think about the men who influenced you and helped you out. And you may be like, you know what, I had nobody. I had nothing. Now I'm a dad trying to figure it out. Well, put that in your life, you know, put that to your life of saying, all right, I can be a good dad by watching others. So let me surround myself with guys who I look up to, young, old, whatever it might be, and allow them to influence me and my son as well. There'll be great benefits from that. So going back to this idea of of trying to figure out how do you define who or what is a dad, right? And as I said, there's just so many things a dad does. It's hard to pinpoint because you think about it. Think about just some of the terms to describe dad. You got the protector the provider, the handyman, the breadwinner, the wise sage, the master of puns, you know, tough and tender, manly, whatever it might be, right? There's just tons of terms. And so the one that I'm sticking with that I've really liked as I thought about this lately is this idea of a coach, right? Thinking about a dad as a coach. And I've had this idea before, but it's really come into my mind and my life because I've seen it in my brother's life. And his wife actually at the time of this posted something, um, what, about a week or two ago because it was his birthday. And so my brother has four kids, young kids at this, this time, and he's a coach and a teacher as well. And I've watched what makes him a great dad translate over to helping him be a great coach. And what makes him a great coach translate over to help him be a great dad. Because think about this. Think about a coach, right? And and I'm going to use football coach because that's what my brother is and that's what you know I played and, and I understand that game. So a coach prepares you for the game to come. So let's go high school football, right? You play on Friday nights. 
So Mondays comes, and you know, now sometimes Saturday or Sunday you're doing stuff. Saturday watching films, Sunday, you know, prepping some stuff, stuff like that. But let's just go Monday is is usually, you know, kind of the active rest, healing from the weekend. Yeah, you know, you've spent time on film, you have your notes of going, okay, now what is the game plan we're going to implement for this week for this new team? Right. And so you, you do some of your conditioning, working out the muscles or the soreness in your muscles and, and that kind of stuff. And then you prepare for the game Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Right. It's, man, we're going 100 percent. We're going to figure out our game plan. We've got a few days to figure out. Let's get going Thursday right now. OK, here it is. Let's get, you know, everything drilled down, get it perfect. Friday's the game. Right. And so all through the week, the coach is instructing you, encouraging you, saying, hey, this is what's going to help you succeed at your position. This is what you need to do to defend this guy. This is what you need to do to, you know, score, get an opening, you know, on offense, right? He, he instructs you, he encourages you, he gives you feedback um, or, or even positive criticism of saying, don't do it that way. You need to change it, go this way, right? They're, they're tough with you, but not just to yell and scream at you, but say, hey, here's what we need to do, right? They give you feedback. And, and they help you develop a plan to do better next time, right? So even after the game on Friday, Saturday is saying, what did we do wrong? How do we do better next time? Coaches take that and say, now here's what we can apply. Because yes, the team may change. The team changes every week and the overall strategy will change. But the little things you have to get right and coach will say, hey, you missed your blocking assignment on this. Do this step. Or hey, when you threw, you're looking this way. Or when you ran, you know, these things gives you feedback help you do better next time when you face the new challenges. The other thing with a coach is he doesn't play the game for you, but watches from the sideline, right? Giving you feedback, right? The coach is on the sideline. He said, all right, I've given you all the tools that you need to go win this game. I'm over here to just give you feedback, but you have to do the work, right? And so I think about that, that all translates to over to life, right? Dads should prepare you for the game of life, right? From birth to 18, when that you're with him. Now, you know, the world we live in, it's birth to 25 or 26 or even later. And we can talk about that. Um, but, but that's the idea, preparing you for the game of life. They instruct you during those 18 years, right? Of, of, of giving you encouragement, giving you feedback of saying, hey, this went bad or this was good. Do this next time. How can I help you out here, Right. And he doesn't play the game, right? Your dads can't play the game of life for you. And there's dads that do that and parents that do it and look where their kids turn out. That, that doesn't work. On the sideline, pushing them out and saying, hey, you need to go do it. And I think about it too, um, and just another idea with it, is think about the difference between peewee football and high school football, right? With peewee football, coaches or dad, dad coaches, right? They can come out onto the field and help you during the game. Right, they can move you. They're not necessarily playing the game, but I mean, they're doing a lot of the work during that time, right? But then high school football, like I said, they're not allowed to go out there. Now you can take timeouts and walk over and say, "Hey, I need some help," but you got to get back out there and do it. You have to do the work. That's the idea, right, dads? When our kids are with us, it's it's pee wee football, and really, it's only about until middle school, right? And they start making their own decisions in high school. I mean, they're out doing their own thing, and you're going, all right, I'm hoping you'll call a timeout and come back to me. And sometimes dads have to call the timeout and say, hey, you need to come talk to me. We need to process through some of these things. 
And so that's why I think a dad as a coach is just a great definition. They prepare you for the game. They give you feedback. They help you get prepared for the game, for the upcoming challenges, and they push you out there to go play the game, but they're always on the sidelines to give you help. Whenever you need a timeout, you can come to dad and then they'll give you that you know quick bit of wisdom to move on. And, and let me just say some of this. I say this. I know some of us, myself included, had a critic instead of a coach. Right? A, a critic who just yelled at your mistakes. And, and not just like, hey, you did wrong, coach trying to get you like, no, yell demeaning you're a failure because of what you did, mistake yelling, right? They don't offer feedback, just criticisms. It's you did this wrong, you did this wrong, you did this wrong. Okay, what should I do next? Doesn't matter. Do better next time. And the worst part is, is that they play the game through you. They live their life vicariously through you of like, oh, well, you're making me look bad. That's the critic, right? You are making me look bad by the way you're acting. But a coach is different, right? A coach is saying, hey, I want to help you look good. I want to help you do your best. It's not all about me as a coach. It's about helping you succeed and win. All right. And a good coach knows they're going to take some of the heat or take most of the heat, but that's their job, right? Of like, oh, well, your team lost, your team failed, you're a terrible coach. Yeah, there's truth to it, but there's also truth to the fact that our players need to do better and do some things. And a good coach, right, is going to protect their team from the negative attacks, just like a good dad, right? A dad is going to protect his team from the negative attacks from the outside world. And so date myself here. You know, I remember Mike Gundy, right, The at this time as the Oklahoma State University head football coach. And I remember a couple of years ago, right, he went off on the reporter who was attacking one of his players negatively, you know, just saying, hey, he's a bad, you know, bad player and all these things. And remember, you know, Mike Gundy's rant of, I'm a man, I'm 40, I'm a man, I'm 40, I can take it, like just goes off and just gets ridiculed. But even as ridiculous as it was, or people like, I still think about that because the whole point of Mike going off was protecting his team, right? He was like, no, dude, that guy is a kid. He's a kid. He's not a professional athlete. He's a kid in college. He's an 18, 19, you know, maybe 21-year-old kid that you're just ridiculing. I'm the coach. I'm 40. I'll handle it. I can take it, right? That's That was his whole point, and that's exactly what I mean when we talk about dads. That's a good dad of saying, hey, back off from my kids. You ain't going to attack them, right? If someone does, I'm coming for you. I'm going to protect my team just like a good coach. And so let me close with um, just a section from the Bible. And so, you know, as I said, th this is, you could, you know, yes, yeah, say this is a Christian podcast. And I hope that doesn't turn off a whole bunch of people like, oh, I hate Christians or I hate just, oh, you're going to push your beliefs on me. Here's where I hope you hear me. This is my heart. Next episode, I'm going to get into my story and why I follow God the Father. The fact that I continue to follow after God, even through what has happened, the only reason I'm here is because of God the Father, not because of really anything else. The fact that there is a Heavenly Father who's taking care of me is the reason I'm here. And I hope you listen and hear that, that there is so much encouragement in that. I'm not trying to push this and all these things saying, listen, there is a God who thinks so much of you and who is willing to help you out 
and gives us a great example of what it means to be godly men and fathers. And so let me just share from the Old Testament. Um, Old Testament, if you don't know the Bible or anything about it, it's just the section of the Bible where Jesus hasn't shown up yet. You have Old Testament, New Testament is all about Jesus, the person when he came to uh, to earth and lived. And so Exodus, um, there's a group of people that God um, chose, chooses and, and is taken around called the Israelites. They don't get it. They're just like a bunch of kids. I mean, it's literally, you read the Old Testament, it is God the Father dealing with a million plus whiny, annoying kids. And this comes after um, the leader of the Israelites at the time was this guy named Moses. Moses went up to go on a mountain. God said, I'm going to give you the rules and the commandments and, you know, stuff to follow, uh, to follow, you know, to honor me. Um, And that's where we get the Ten Commandments and some of that, you know, that stuff. And so Moses gets it, comes down. Well, in that time, the people decide they're going to just have a party and they just went crazy and just dishonored God. And that's the golden calf. If you heard about that story, Moses throws the tablets, he's mad, he's angry. So he has to go up and get him again. And that's where that we pick up the story of Exodus 34, that Moses going up and Lord says, Hey, chisel out two new stone tablets. Like the first ones, I'm going to give you this stuff again. And this is what the Lord says to Moses, right? And so Moses, so this is Exodus 34, um, starting here in verse uh, 2, right? And so God says to Moses, say, be ready in the morning, present yourself on top of the mountain. No one else is to come with you. Don't let anybody else, it's just me and you. So Moses gets the tablets, chisel out, he goes up to the top of the mountain, and then it says in verse 5, the Lord came down in a cloud, stood there and proclaimed his name, the Lord. And here's what he says in verse 6. And this is what, again, is a great description of who God is, but also just a great description for us is what a good father is. Verse 6 says, Then he, God, passed in front of Moses, proclaiming, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands, forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. Yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. So I just want to just briefly just break this down a little bit. And so uh, just a couple of words, you know, it says he's compassionate and gracious. And so one commentary says this, gracious translated, it comes the idea of this, to bend or stoop in kindness to an inferior, to favor, or to bestow, right? It's, it's a grace giving to the undeserving. I mean, think about that, right? As, as dads, right, we're supposed to bend in kindness to our children, right? I mean, that's just an awesome idea to think about is that, yeah, I mean, just to be gracious to those around us and, and not just our kids, but anyone, right? To be a gracious man means to bend to those and not saying everyone's inferior below me, but then, you know, as it continues to stoop in kindness to a favor, like that's who we should be of bending down to help all those around us. And, and then the other part, you know, you've got is slow to anger, right? Dads, we should be slow to anger. And, and, and here's the thing, and I may just do a whole episode on anger because this is one of my issues. Anger is a normal response. Anger is a good thing. Doing something stupid in our anger is a bad thing, right? Sinning, meaning 
we lash out at our kids or whatever, but there's a righteous anger of like, you just ran out in the street when I told you not to. I am upset. Okay, and pulling in her kid. That's good. There's a difference between that. I'm saying you ran out in the street, pop them in the head, screaming, yelling, freaking out. Like, that's not good. But the slow to the anger, one with our kids, of, we know our kids are going to push and push and push and push. And for us to stay calm and remain saying, yeah, I'm upset with what you're saying, but I can move forward because I'm abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Steadfast, right? I mean, it just, it continues on. I, I just like that steadfast. It's just, uh, it, it doesn't give up. It's continuing to move on. And that idea of, um, it says in a different one, steadfast, faithfulness, slow to anger, long suffering, right? Of just, you're able to deal with what's going on. Faithfulness, right? Being faithful to our, our kids. And then, you know, verse seven, where it's talking about keeping steadfast love for thousands and forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. Uh, but will by no means clear the guilty. And, and th- this is part of what I think, too, of a great dad, that we got to forgive the iniquities and the transgressions and the mistakes of our kids, right? Like, let it go. Our kids are going to make mistakes. They're kids. We make mistakes, and we want to be forgiven or shown grace. But as it says with God, like, but it doesn't mean I'm going to just let it go of like, hey, hold up, son. There's consequences to your actions. Hey, you know, daughter, there's consequences to your actions. But that's all wrapped up in the fact that as a dad, you're merciful, gracious, slow to anger, steadfast love, faithfulness. So when that comes, it's not, it's not, here's one way somebody talked about this difference between discipline and punishment. Discipline is correcting that wrong, right? In love of saying, hey, you did something wrong. This is what it is. It's a coach. It's that positive feedback. Punishment is saying, I'm going, you're going to be destroyed for what you've done. You're a bad person. And that's punishment, right? But the idea is here of like, yeah, there's forgiveness, but there's still consequences to your actions. And so Exodus 34, that'd be six through seven, I think is just a great example of what a good father should be. Merciful, gracious, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, steadfast love for thousands and thousands of years, forgiving inequity and transgression, but by no means clearing the guilty. And and, and here's just the last thought of right? God the Father is our perfect example of a perfect dad. I know some of you may be going, one, you know, first of like, ugh, I hate Christianity, God, all that stuff, don't talk to me about it. And some of you may think of God as the Father, because I was the same way. When you'd hear that, you just go, ugh, it just makes you so mad because your father was terrible. And so you equate that to God the Father. That's not him. But some of you may be like, yeah, that's God. Of course he's a great father, but I have no chance because I'm not perfect like him. But that's an excuse. Right? That's well, I can't live up to the standard. So, what's the point? It's an excuse. And this is where what we talk about in Christianity grace comes into play. We're never going to be perfect ever. And you shouldn't even strive for perfection because it's not about being perfect, it's about progress. It's about waking up every single day to become more and more like Him, God. And that's why I follow Him because He helps me. There's a standard that I can live up to of saying, what is a great dad? God, the father. Here it is, is what we looked at. And I look at him and saying, this is how he is. That's how I want to live out. I want, if I want to succeed as a father, I'm going to live like this. Because again, regardless of what you think and your views of God are, you read the Old Testament, there'll be people like, he's vindictive and he's this. I would love to have a conversation with you about it because that's not him. 
because you watch, go read the book of Judges, and you watch a group of kids rebel and fight and complain and get mad at dad. Dad says, hey, there's consequences to your actions. Oh, we're sorry. I know you're sorry. I'm going to take care of you. But I also know here in a little bit, and it's just a cycle of redemption that God continues to take care of them even though they continue to do wrong. Because it's the same with us. Just because I strive to be like him and make progress, it doesn't mean I'm going to have perfect kids. And that's not the goal. That's not the goal of me as a father. Say, my kids are perfect. Look at them on Instagram or Facebook. No. Again, the reason I follow God and have this because there is a standard that I can live up to I, because it gives me something to live for. And, and it's not a crutch. It's saying, that's who I want to be. I want to be like my heavenly father because my role as a dad gets easier because I go here, kids. This is who you're supposed to be like. I am pointing you to the heavenly father because me as your earthly father am going to fail. I'm going to let you down. And I have let my kids down. But saying to them, the only reason that dad can continue on is because his heavenly father helps him out. And I want to point you towards him because he is always there. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you ever. Right? That's, that's the idea. That's, there it is. What is a dad? Dad is what we just talked about. Dad is one who follows after the ultimate dad, God, the father, and pointing our kids towards him. So sorry again, yeah, if you're not into Christianity, my little rant there, but I, I'm not sorry. That This stuff gets me excited. This is why I like to talk about dads and the impact the Heavenly Father has had on me. And I want to encourage you in that because this is honestly the only way I believe and I know it to be true that I'll succeed not only in my own personal life, but as a father. Because just like I said, there has to be a destination. If I don't, I mean, I think about it as some of you dads are like, I don't want to believe in God and I don't want to do this. Who is your standard then? Who are you looking at? Are you looking back at your dad? Your dad that you say, man, he's a lazy piece of crap that I don't care for. So that's your standard. Just be better than this lazy piece of crap over here and you're a good dad. Really? That's what we're giving our kids? No saying, look, there is this God who is amazing, who created me who is slow to anger, abounding in love and steadfast, who continues for each of us to say, you screw up every single day. And I could strike you dead right now, but I don't. Why? Because I'm abounding in love and I want you to grow and learn. And so then you can teach others. That's why I do it. That's why I'm doing this podcast, because there is a father who's continuing to discipline me to say, hey, son, you got some stuff you need to figure out, but I want you to teach others through it. That's the whole idea of this dad talks. So let me wrap this up for us. We're getting a little longer here. And I said, yeah, if you're on the throne, your legs may have fallen asleep by now. But I hope you stuck with this. And I hope you continue to check out the episodes. But let me let me give you this. Here's your takeaway. Here's three, what's three or four questions, a couple questions for you. First one is, go ask your kids. Go ask your kids to define dad. What is a dad? Right? And ask them, what, what do they hope to receive from you? Your kids may be little, and they may be like hugs and kisses and cookies and candy and toys. And your kids may be older. And some of them, for you, may be scary that they are older and you've messed up. Hey, the best time to start is now. 
go to your kids and say, hey, how can I be a better dad? If you're married, ask your spouse, right? Go ask them, say, how am I doing as a dad? Again, a scary question, but be open to it. Don't, don't fight back and don't get mad. You could even say, hey, why don't you write it down and then give it to me? You know, so they don't have to just brutally hit you in the face. You can read and go, okay, now I can respond. You know, and if you're not married, then ask a close friend. And even if you are married, you should still do this one as well of saying, someone who's close to you and your family and your kids who sees you with them interact all the time, say, how am I doing as a dad? And ask them that question. Then ask yourself this question. Ask yourself the question of what kind of dad do you want to be? Right? What kind of dad do you want to be? Is it, like I said, well, I'm better than my dad, or is there something greater that you want to be? So the takeaway, there's several several here, right? Asking the people closest in your life, how would they define dad? And how would they define you as a dad or how you're doing as a dad? So the takeaway is this, is what's one thing you can do today? One thing to help you be the dad that you want to be. It may very well be just asking those questions to people and then implementing some of them and saying, hey, can you help me do this? But one thing, don't don't begin to think years down the road or if you're like me of like, oh, I got to get my kids 18. They're only, you know, seven. The oldest is a seven. So I've got 11 years. No, no, no. What could I do today to be the dad I want to be? And so a dad, as we've talked about, legacy. Dads leave legacies, good and bad, active or, you know, um, wow, proactive or or not, right? That You're going to leave a legacy. And, that, and that's what we're going to get into the next couple episodes. The, the next episode, we're going to talk about my legacy, my story, the legacy that was handed me, my story, and how that's impacted where I'm at. And then moving forward, it's that idea of us as dads, what is the legacy? What are we leaving with our kids? Because it's this idea that I've had for years. It's this idea of a forerunner, right? The forerunner, not the, the vehicle, but of the person that goes before someone else that prepares the way for them. That's the idea of how are we preparing the way for our kids? Are we actively preparing or are we just kind of making a trail wherever we go? Right, And I want us as dads to be actively preparing a way saying, here's what we're laying out for our kids to where when they come, there's all these resources that they can use. And so once they get past me, they have all these tools to move forward as they go on to life themselves. So thanks again for listening and we'll see you guys next time.